0: This is Christy Love, and you are listening to Tanya Tate Presents Skinfluencer Success Podcast. This is Tanya Tate.
1: Skinfluencer Success. All you wonderful people who are looking to level up your loot. I'm Tanya Tate and this is my podcast. Tanya Tate presents Influencer Success. On today's show, Letting Go of Guilt. My guest is Christy Love. She's a webcam model, adult actress and the first active pastor, porn star in history. We are discussing how religion and sex can exist together. No matter our sexual preferences or intimate activities. God loves every single one of us unconditionally. So what have I been up to? So I've had flight alerts on Google and I want to go back to the UK for a friend's wedding. So you can go in, you can check the times and the flights and the airports and you can click for the alert to come through. So the overall price dropped by a $1,000.00. In total for both tickets with British Airways and I knew I had to book there and then. So me and Ozzy were booked into economy and I've got to say this, if anyone's got any tips on upgrading please send them my way and if you are listening and you work for British Airways I especially want to discover. So back to my friend, I've known her since we were 7 and we went all the way through school together. And at one point she actually worked for me. And now 40 years later, I'm going to be going to a wedding. And I've got to say, I've already planned the dress that I'm going to wear. And it's the one that I wore for my cousin Dean's wedding in Canada last year. I love that dress. And I only wore it once. And it really seems a waste not to wear it for a second time. And I have no guilt or shame over wearing that same dress again. I know I felt fabulous in it. And I had to check. It's not the same color as the bridesmaid dresses. Now, mine's like a salmony beige coral color. And her bridesmaid dresses are an opposite color. I don't know whether she's announced it, so I don't want to say. <laughs> in case any of our friends are listening to this and be like, whatever the color of my bridesmaid dress, now?" No, I'm not going to tell you. But I remember back going thinking about dresses. Every industry show. I would want to get a brand new dress. So there's always like different events and award shows. And I have been nominated in many, many categories. And I've won MILF of the year 12 times. So I've got 12 MILF awards plus other trophies that I've got. And I remember going to search online and I wanted to go in the shops and look for something that I felt amazing in. But in the past... I'm going to admit I would have felt a little bit of hot shame over it thinking Ooh, imagine if I'm seen wearing the same dress again but now you know what those thoughts don't even cross my mind I'm really excited to go to the wedding and wear the dress that I love and she's actually getting married May the 4th next year she never mentioned it's a Star Wars themed day but um the closest I could get the Star Wars themed, is the um, Star Wars themed pajamas that I've got. You know what, I better check if I've still got them, I can pack them. And I did do a contest actually on my Twitter to see who got the dates right, who was the closest to the dates I'm going to travel to the UK. So so I'm going to go back over to my Twitter at some point after the podcast release and announce which person got the closest dates sometimes I just do like random fun things on my um, social media but for those that are listening I want to give you a PSA public service announcement it's okay to wear the same things more than once and that's especially for my younger self I really needed to hear that and maybe you need to hear that too it's okay if you wear the same clothes again there's no shame in it and when it comes to shooting, I have worn the same item several times before part and ways with it. When I would go to shoot for production companies, I would try and make sure that I wasn't taking the same set of clothing. And I would even look online to make sure. Sometimes I'd get to set and I'd pull a suitcase out of me and the director. We'd open up the company website and we'd be like, what did I wear last time? And then I'd pull something out and I'd be like, oh, I've wore that. Okay, we can't wear that. Got it. But now that I make my own content, I don't shoot for the production companies anymore. It's all for my premium social media contents, such as my OnlyFans. I'll still try and reuse the outfit, but I'll put it in a different room or an alternative scenario. And I always think, is this going to make my fans happy? And if the answer is yes, then I'm going to make the scene. So thinking about the UK, I used to go back there maybe once or even twice a year. And since having my son Ozzy, it's more challenging. So there's a cost because I have to now pay for two flight tickets rather than one. And there's a work versus family time choice. So I'm not able to work in the UK with time so limited. Like I can't do collaborations. I'm not able to take phone calls or video chats. I can do texts and messages and stuff that you can easily do online, you know, when you get some downtime. But a lot of the other stuff, it's it's just not going to be really easy or possible to do. And then if I did book a work trip back to the UK, I'd be wondering if I've got regrets of going back to England and not taking Aussie with me or going back to England to collaborate with other content creators but not spending the time up in the northwest to see me family and is there anyone that would make me feel guilty about a non-family uk trip you know jeff from a friend asking why am i not seeing them maybe it would be myself asking myself why am i not seeing them i realize i hold the key to whether i feel guilty or not As a businesswoman and a mum, I can sometimes feel guilt. Guilty for taking time off for myself. Guilty for spending time away from my son, Ozzy. Guilty for working too hard and not giving my body the rest it needs. And then wondering if I'm giving enough of me to both my work and family. Guilt can steal joy. It can also cause you to beat yourself up. Sometimes it can be a false guilt where you shouldn't really be feeling guilty over it. Guilt is like a feeling inside where you reconfirm that upside down feeling by telling yourself you're doing something wrong. Guilt can leave a deep nauseating feeling in your stomach. And then that false guilt when you tell yourself you're doing something wrong when actually you are not. Do you have those feelings? Have you ever had those feelings? I'm sure you have. Next time you have a guilty feeling, I want you to pause. And I want you to ask yourself firstly, are you actually doing something wrong? And more importantly, is it true that what you are doing is actually wrong? When we feel guilt, we make decisions from guilt. Resolutions should be made using many factors, but guilt shouldn't be one of them. People can use guilt to manipulate you, and this can cause resentment if you're making decisions to appease someone else. You may ask yourself, will you live up to the expectations of others? And the question should be, what do you want? Not what your friends or your family or your colleagues want. Not what your fans want. Well... In a way, yes, if you're a content creator, yes. (laughs) There is a a moment of what your fans want. But it's also got to be made from your choice. Got to say, don't let any fan guilt trip you into, or you're not doing this, or you haven't done that. Don't let anyone guilt trip you into do something that you don't want to do just because you think that you've got to appease them. You are going to resent it. When it comes to guilt, you can learn guilt from being told it from parents or figures in authority, family, you know, when you were younger. Or you can learn simply by observing others and how they act, whether that's in person, whether it's online, TV shows. There's so much media that is, is, is playing out. But you have a free choice. And just because you were taught guilt or you learn guilt... It does not mean that you have to now feel guilt. And guilt can rob you of your rights. And that's why it's sometimes called a guilt trip. When another person or people can manipulate you by preying on your emotions and feelings of guilt or responsibility. It can even be in a toxic relationship. And the behavior can have a detrimental effect on you. And you may find yourself agreeing with the guilt tripper or just feeling like you owe them something. Guilt can sometimes feel like you're in a safe place, something that you know. It might be your comfort zone. But keeping the guilty feelings can also steal your joy. However, I have to say sometimes guilt can be there as a reminder to show us what is really right and wrong. So it can be helpful, and it's not always a bad thing. So what happens if you're feeling guilty? You can notice the thoughts you're having. Maybe you did make a mistake or did the wrong thing. And mistakes happen, we are all human. No one's perfect. Acknowledge that and take responsibility for your actions. Express your remorse and you can do that without letting it transform into shame. Do you need to give an apology to someone or make amends for any harm caused? Guilt can produce some harsh self-criticism. Self-punishment can sometimes be the hardest. Forgive yourself. Don't be fixated on something you did wrong and keep replaying it in your mind. Ask yourself, what would you say to a friend if they were in a similar situation? Maybe you will point out the good things they've done. Remind them of the strengths and let them know how much they are valued. You deserve some kindness to yourself. And if you're really struggling with it, maybe talk it over with a trusted, non-judgmental friend or even seek a therapist to help you. Do not suffer so deep in guilt that you feel there's no way out. There is always a way to change your life for the better. Is it false guilt that you're experiencing? Was it actually your fault that something happened? Or was it something out of your control? Or you're failing other people's expectations? Take a moment to accept that line of thinking. Practice self-acceptance and trust yourself to do better in the future. You can change yourself from the guilty thoughts. By acknowledging you can move past any guilty feeling and change your emotions. There are things that I've done in my life, decisions I've made and things I've said that were not always the best move. And I can remember replaying things back over and over in my mind. If only it went a different way, I could have made this happen or that happen. And when someone died, have you ever thought, if only I did this instead of that, then maybe that would never have happened? What things have you done that you recall those guilty feelings, whether they were passing or deep-rooted thoughts? I'm going to say it now: stop beating yourself up and take back your joy. So, how are you going to find joy over guilt? For me, it's about finding the right family, health, work balance. To be aware that I'm taking on my values. And not the false guilt of taking on other people's values of what they expect me to do. And some people may not agree with my line of business and try and guilt trip me into making a change. That is not going to work. Because I'm aware that people can try and guilt trip you. I'm asking myself, what am I called to do? What am I made to do? I'm a businesswoman, I'm a mom, I'm a member of a family and a community. Being intentional and scheduling family time. When will I be working? When will I be needing time for myself? And then using my calendar for reminders of my planned schedules. Not being afraid to ask for help. And thank people for the kindness. Show appreciation for others, that's definitely a big must. And I replace the negative self-talk with compassion and appreciation for myself. I admit to myself when I make mistakes and give apologies. Life is too short to let guilt lead the way. We are not alive for the purpose of guilt. Guilt can damage our souls, our personalities, our health. Holding on to guilt and shame can cause inflammation and not allow yourself a space for healing and growth. Let go of guilt and experience the joy of life. I'm a person that wants to feel joy in life and I work on making that happen. And I tell myself every single day I'm doing it of how proud I am of me. And you should do the same. I want to spotlight someone who I feel stands out or has done something interesting on their social media. So let me introduce this episode's Skinfluencer Success Spotlight Performer as Angela White. Angela White is the most award-winning adult star ever. From Australia, now based in Los Angeles, her Twitter boasts 2.8 million followers, her Instagram 9 million followers, plus more followers all over the internet. Her work is executed to perfection. Everything's really well thought out and planned. Her posts gone are thousands of likes. She loves her work and it clearly shows in everything that can be viewed online. I've got to tell you this. She recently did a workout with a guy called Jesse James West. And he's a bodybuilder and a fitness influencer. And his followers online, they boast several million. And I watched this YouTube video where he took Angela into a gym for a workout. It was the PG side of training. There was... Quite a few innuendos. Angela got to work out and there was some great comedy moments. And Angela shows you she's real funny and strong. And it's definitely something for you to watch and listen after, of course, that you finish my episode. She posted the gym training clip on her social media. So make sure you go and follow her on Twitter at Angela White, Instagram at the Angela White and tell her that Tanya Tate sent you there. Tag some performers who you think deserve to be the Skinfluencer Success spotlight. Tweet me at Tanya Tate. Comment on my YouTube or TikTok at Tanya Tube, or Instagram at Tanya Tate Create. And you can also leave me a voice note on my speakpipe.com slash Tate. Let me know who you think should be spotlighted and why. Coming up next on Skinfluencer Success my guest is Christy love she's a webcam model adult actress and the first active pastor porn star in history we are discussing how religion and sex can exist together no matter our sexual preferences or intimate activities God loves every single one of us unconditionally this is time you take skinfluencer success. You are listening to Tanya Tay Presents Skinfluencer Success. How can religion and sex exist together? Some people are afraid to say those words in the same sentence. My guest is a webcam model, adult actress, and the first active porn star in history. She grew up in a very conservative home with her mother being Korean and father being a conservative Christian minister. She went from living a sheltered life to making a career in the adult industry where her life is radically changed for the better. Has religion or other people's beliefs impacted the way you feel or view your own personal intimate activities? No matter our sexual preferences, one thing that we need to know is that God loves every single one of us unconditionally. Welcome Christy Love to the Skinfluencer Success Podcast.
0: Yes, thank you. I'm so excited (laughs) to be here. (laughs) <laughs> i am so excited as well
1: it's like amazing that i've got you on and i was talking to one of my friends max fills and you know we were sitting there and we were talking and i'd done a shoot with him and i said oh come on then max so, you know which of them milfs do you work with because I, I i like to see who he works with so i like to you know see who's around and and so i Have a little look and see who's shooting, and and then he said, "I'm Christy Love," and then he was like, "And she's a pastor," and I was like, "What? What? A pastor (laughs) doing porn? What?" (laughs) (laughs) That's how I found out about you. So I thank you so much for being here with us right now on the podcast.
0: Yes. I'm so, I'm so like blessed to be here. And I know that Max, um, we did, I think a shoot too together. And he's like, you got to meet this girl. I, and he kept talking about you. And then I, um, when he texts me, he's like, can I give her your number? I said, yes, please do.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for, for letting him share it. So I wanted you to introduce yourself. Who is Christy Love and how did you get started in the industry?
0: Yes. Uh, how can I describe myself as a woman who is passionate, loving, and caring for people with another naughty side? I am also a pastor. <laughs> and so I know that's very odd, but um, my husband and I, after we graduated from Bible school, we moved to San Diego. At the time, you know, our funds were running out and I was online looking for a job. And the first thing I saw on Craigslist was webcamming. And I thought at the time, well, this sounds fun. I could work home, at home and make some money wow we were church planning at the time <laughs> and i thought this was a great idea <laughs> it was it, we did get caught so we did shut down our church in the beginning oh yes yeah
1: so mm, and so the, so hold hold on let, let me let me go so so you were you did bible school and yeah. you, you grad you graduated you moved to san diego and you you know you you're looking online for something to do you start webcamming, and then some someone found out.
0: Yes. From our church. How, yeah.
1: Were you a pastor at the time or were you an attendee at the church?
0: No, we were church planning at the time.
1: Church planning.
0: Oh yeah. Uh, church planning is like starting a church from uh, scratch. Yes. Yeah. So we had it out of our house and uh we just gathered people and, um, and then we had church <laughs> just with a mission of hope- hoping to move into a building and actually have a full on service,
1: and so somebody that was attending the church at your house found you online
0: yes, what were they do What were they
1: doing online to find you
0: i I don't know um <laughs> it was mortifying um because they recorded me. And then I uh, sent the video to all our church members.
1: So now you're, you know, you're trying to start your church up. And it takes, like, you're starting a new project from scratch. It takes a lot of time, a lot of energy, a lot of commitment. And then suddenly, like, this banner is just being thrown in the works. So it was, like, how how were you feeling at that time? You know, yourself and your husband. Like, what what things were going through your head?
0: Yeah, that was... Uh, It was the first time of my life that I wanted to, you know, end my life and commit suicide. I was the lowest um, I've ever been in my life. And um, I just, because I knew that I was called to ministry. And I knew that being in the adult industry was just a period of, of just to make money, just a period of um, survival. And so the moment I felt like that was taken away... I felt like my purpose was taken away. And I felt like if I have no purpose, then why am I here on earth? And that's that was a dread, like a very, very dreadful, horrifying time for me. We never left our faith. We stopped the church. We started attending another church. You know, I I kept having this craving because I loved performing. I loved webcamming and I loved my fans. And I told my husband, what do you think about going back into it? And to be honestly, truthful, the money was very nice, too. <laughs> mm-hmm. And so we just kind of talked and said, you know, we're not in ministry anymore so why don't we get back into it? And, uh, or not him, only me. Um, and I Just said, you. okay, I would, yeah, I would like to, I would definitely like to. And so, um, I went back into webcaming, um, someone from that church that we were attending found out and then kicked us out of the church. And, <laughs> yeah. And then, um, we stopped going to church for a long time, but we never left yeah. our faith and we went to another church and, um, From there, that church accepted us, gave us so much grace. And a little bit before COVID, we had a friend um, said, hey, why don't you um, start a church? And we were dabbling like, no, no. I mean, we always knew we were going to start again, but we just were enjoying the season that we're in. I just remember seeing people on Twitter saying how they're depressed, how they're filled with a lot of anxiety, how some of our co-stars had tried to commit suicide. Um, Mm -hmm. And I just mentioned to my husband, I said, man, I wish there was a place for people in our industry that could really receive healing. And I mentioned even the church wouldn't accept them. And um, Mm -hmm. so then from there, we just kind of prayed about it. And we kind of, that's where we said, you know, let's start a church for people who wouldn't feel welcomed in the church. So every everyone who the church would reject, let's do it. <laughs> and we're non-judgmental. Our whole church knows that, you know, we have an open marriage. I still am yeah. active in, in the industry. Yeah, it's really a non non judgmental place.
1: I, I love that it's I know we're gonna go into a little bit more deeper about the church and sex i i do want to go into that deeper later on but it's that you know we go to church and you and your husband very deep very you know very religious very big believers and giving and giving to the community you know i'm sure that you are big community members when you're at the church and yes. to have someone say Well, based on what you are doing outside of church with your, you know, yourself in your own home, you are not welcome. And it's, it just makes me feel really sad that people can be so judgmental and I'm so glad that you and your husband, it's like, you kept praying, you kept finding a purpose and You know, that must have took something to come from being the lowest of the low when the the first church, you know, when when you got rejected the first time and you was at the lowest point in your life. To be like, where are we going to go from there? And to to keep the faith and to know that something that feels right inside, to keep going with it, even though people are basically rejecting you and looking down upon you. It's, it's it's a big thing, Christy.
0: Oh, well, thank you. Yeah, it, it's one of those things. You sometimes have to go through the pain to really find your purpose. And I, I felt like I'm so grateful for all the pain, for all the hate from people, the judgment, because I feel like I'm so much stronger. And I feel like I'm in a place where um, I can really love people where they're at instead of having like these, the like a, a going through a lens of judgment. <laughs> so I'm grateful for all, everything I've went through.
1: It, it does, you know, some people are like, oh, we went through this and it was so bad. But I I have similar beliefs in you and that if you didn't go down that painful path, if you didn't experience that pain and those things that you felt like everything was going wrong, how would you be able to learn and how would you be able to come out the other side and be like, you know, if you didn't have that happen to you, you wouldn't be where you are now. You wouldn't be as successful as where you are now. And mm-hmm. what would you be doing? Would you be still trying to hide, like hide your secret? Mm. Is, yes. yeah. <laughs> is it really liberating to be able to still have your faith and be very open with it? And for people to know that, Hey, this is also the the other job that I do. Is it very liberating?
0: Yes, it is so much um, because uh, I used to hide it, and I was I dealt with so much shame, and I I would cry because I just I was like I feel so shameful. But then the moment I just said, you know what? I don't care what people think. I'm just going to be me because I enjoy what mm-hmm. I do. <laughs> like who doesn't? And the reality is, if anyone could get paid to do what we do, they would totally do it. It's like, everyone enjoys what we do. (laughs) It's just, um, most people do it behind, you know, closed doors. So I was like, you know, I love what I do, but I still love Jesus. So I just Mm -hmm. kind of felt like, you know what, I'm just going to let it out because people were gossiping too much when I was trying to hide. Um, And and I I said, you know what, I don't care if you gossip, I'm just going to, Tell you how it is, this is who I am. You like me, you like me, you don't, you don't. But at least now I just feel like I can be me. And I felt like I came to a place where I really loved who who I am. Instead of hiding it, I felt like um I I didn't I didn't feel I didn't come to a place where I felt like I could love who I was. Because there was a secret I was holding. So yeah. it was very, very liberating for me just to be blah.
1: <laughs> Let's go back, you know, when you were growing up, you we're in a very strict upbringing so tell me yeah. about your parents and growing up and what was that like
0: yes I my parents have always been so wonderful so loving um just phenomenal phenomenal parents but coming from oh. I don't know if you know anything about the Asian culture <laughs> but my mom is really educate strength. me <laughs> <laughs> and Asian people are um they're very big on appearance and how the family looks and having this perfect, you know, family. And um, so I just felt like that was having that kind of um, life. I felt like I couldn't really be me. Like I couldn't mess up because if I messed up, then I would, I would feel like, you know, I wasn't good enough because I didn't meet these expectations. And so mm-hmm. that where i felt like just i couldn't really explore who i was i i had to yeah. you know i i would go to school i would go to church and then i would stay at home and that's how i needed to be um so that was that made me feel very sheltered and i i couldn't discover who i really was Um, but besides that, my, my parents are always uplifting, very loving, um, you know, very heavily involved in the church. They had me involved. Um, but that was my negative part is just feeling so confined of having Mm -hmm. to fake, uh, being perfect, having to live that expectation.
1: Yeah. And was your father a Christian minister as well?
0: Yes, yeah, he is a Methodist pastor and um probably one of the most non-judgmental loving um dad pastor ever. Like you could go to him and talk talk to him about anything. He's very, very uh, just loving. Yes. <laughs> so he yeah, is that's... a Methodist pastor.
1: Nice, nice. So it's you know you're growing up. Was it just you growing up? Like, did you have any siblings?
0: It's an interesting question because I am my mom's only child. So my mom um, and dad are married and still married today. But before my dad was married be- to my mom, he had a couple wives before. And so I have half siblings, but they were, we were never close.
1: Yeah, so it was, you have felt like an only child.
0: <laughs> yes, yeah, so pretty much I grew up as the only child.
1: Yeah, I've got a lot of brothers and sisters as well. So. Oh. <laughs> well,
0: if you asked me how
1: many I've got. I've got quite a few. So
0: wow, okay, over ten? No, not oh, okay. over ten. I, I always,
1: I always thought when I was growing up there was me. I was the oldest, and then a brother and a sister. So I always thought there's three of us. But then my dad had me, and then he had other children. So, I guess when it's older, it's nice to kind of meet your other brothers and sisters. Yes, yes. Oh,
0: yes. Um,
1: though, yeah. So, so then you, you, you're kind of this innocent religious girl, and, you know, you're feeling trapped, you're feeling confined, you're trying to be perfect, fitting in. But then at some point, you, you know, you, you spoke about, um, starting your church and you know doing your bible studies but i want to know like at what point did you tend to, to like look at porn or use porn or at what point did you think to yourself actually there's more to life than studying the bible and being this perfect girl for my parents
0: that took me a while because um i was um i don't know if I could say this, but um, I was molested as a child. Mm-hmm. So for me, having any kind of sexual in like contact, I felt like it was painful. And so I feel like mm-hmm. people who have dealt with any type of sexual trauma, either go super like sexual, or they go the opposite way, where they absolutely hated it. And I mm-hmm. was the person who I hated having any type of in- intercourse, which, you know, was not good for my husband. <laughs> and mm-hmm. um, so because I went online and I saw this, um, you know, webcaming job, and I thought, you know what, I could work at home, I can make good money, even though it was not a sex- sexual person, I said, you know what, I want to do it. Um, and mm-hmm. I found out that when I was I did not know anything when I was webcamming and people thought that was so exciting because I I didn't understand anything. And to be honest, if you aren't into it, then you don't do as well as a webcam model. So I had to mm-hmm. learn to enjoy my body and I had to learn to, um, learn to watch porn and that's where my journey came. And that's why for me, I feel like being in the industry has brought so much healing because if I'd never mm-hmm. gotten the industry maybe I would ne- still wouldn't enjoy having any type of intercourse but because I forced myself now I can I have freedom in that and now I can finally enjoy it for me the industry is not for everyone but for me I felt like it was very healing and very um very important for me to go through yeah
1: it's you know people outside our industry will will be listening to this you know we are the people that listen to this you know they're going to be our fans obviously going to listen other content creators will listen and you know other people might listen that are thinking about hey sex and porn and god and religion i i I need to listen to this as well but there'll be people that'll be sitting there now and be thinking well hold on you know this this trauma happened to her when she was younger and now she's you know, she's now in the industry. And I think a lot of there's a lot of narrative that goes on outside the industry that's like, oh, people, they're in the porn industry, and they have all these issues. But no one ever says actually, actually, I did have issues. But I was able to liberate and find freedom by exploring by actually porn giving me the tools to do that. That's a really interesting story. I I think you've done really well. And I love this because, you know, you said when we talk, we got back to talking about your church and, you know, you're onto the third church and now you're offering um, a place for people that are in the industry, people that are sex workers. And of course, everybody else as well, because you don't exclude anybody. But I love this is that people can come to you, you know, and know that. If, if they are listening to this if anyone's listening to this and you do have any any kind of like trauma when it comes to sex um you've you've been there and you know you're a pastor and if someone I, i'm I'm just thinking is this a, like an invitation if anyone wants to come and I'll- you know be a part of your church and get to talk with you
0: yes yes yeah. absolutely.
1: Because you understand, imagine like, I I mean, I've, I've been to church, I, I, you know, I go to church, I've been to church, and I I guess a lot of people have um, been to some kind of religious place, um, whether they continue it or not. But think back, if you are listening right now, and you have been to a place of religion, even if you've just gone and visited a cathedral, you you know? um, Would you ever think to yourself, actually, I'll go up to the clergy or, you know, the rabbi or the priest or whoever's there and I'm going to sit down and I'm going to tell them all about these different things that have happened and no one's going to want to do that (laughs) because I'll tell you now, like most people would feel too scared to do it. They'd feel they're not going to understand, they're going to be judged and that's not That's not the case for you.
0: Yeah, it's really cool to hear people, um, reach out and say that, you know, maybe they're ministers and they're struggling with homosexuality or they're ministers and, you know, maybe they're out having an affair and they're too scared to go talk to anyone. It's cool to have people feel like, you know what I can, I heard about you guys. I want to talk to you and tell you my struggles and have the confidence that we won't judge them it's really cool
1: yeah it is it's just amazing we're going to get deep soon but i just want to ask you just a few more questions about you um you started the webcam and you know now you've progressed when did you start you know the other platforms start putting your feet on the other platforms and trying them out how did that come about Yes. (laughs)
0: So um, I started doing really well as a webcam model. And I just kind of, you know, said, you know, I want to take my career to the next level. And I brought it up to my husband and he is very, uh, he's not um, insecure with himself. He's very confident in himself. So when I brought it up to him, you know, he was like, well, if, if you want to, do it. I, you know, I'm going to support whatever you feel like you want to do. And I said, yeah. So then, um, I went on Craigslist cause I didn't know how to get into adult film. And I saw this ad and happens to be, um, for net video girls, <laughs> so I landed on a professional shoot, went through an ad, and I got in the door. And um, the talent that was a male talent also was an agent. And so he, um, I said, and he asked me, "Hey, how do you want to? Do you want to get in?" And I said, "Yes, I do. I just don't know the process." And he took me into his agency. Um, but mm. I only stayed with him for a year and then moved on to um, the one I'm with for six, seven years.
1: So that was like the step in, you know, yes. applying to the ad. And I guess that's how <laughs> it was done, you know, quite a few years ago. But going from there and of course, then the other platforms come out, the premium social media platforms come out. And, you know, I, of course, took the step and... um I did the same. I was making movies for production companies and then, you know, I got pregnant. I had a baby and I took a little bit of time off and then OnlyFans was there. And I was like, okay, what's this about? And so was that for you like a natural progression to see the platforms come in? And yes, you were your fans asking, were they like, Chrissy, are you
0: on Uh this platform? Yeah, so it was a good um, shock for my webcam fans um, when they first came out, when I first came out with my first uh, film and um, they were so excited for me and as time progressed it it just got like so much more exciting.
1: <laughs> I do, um, you know what, I think I'm going to bring in a very special guest as well that's going to be with you. Um, Stephen is your husband and yeah. um, he's your perfect partner. He, and I'd, I'd love him if he could join us as if by magic.
2: <laughs> How's it going?
1: Hi Stephen, thank you for offering to come on today. You know, you're, you're a wonderful couple and I thought, you know, we're gonna, I, I, I've got a lot of questions that I wanna ask and I'm sure that people are gonna be wanting to ask when it comes to religion and porn and sex. And I really wanna get your opinion and I I wanted this to be like an open discussion because people are gonna be listening right now and be thinking, oh God and sex. And you know, Christy, you briefly mentioned it before, you know, there's a lot of shame around it and like yourselves being ousted from the church because of the things that you were doing in your personal life as two consenting adults that are very true to faith and very religious. And people didn't like that. So I, I, I want to kind of talk a little bit more about that. Well, Stephen, introduce yourself because I've just pulled you in.
2: <laughs> Hi. Yes, I'm Stephen Dela Cruz, the husband to the Christy love. Uh, we've been married now for 14 years, dating all together for 18 years. I am a hypnotherapist professionally and a life coach and business strategist. So I am not in the industry. That
1: they do be asking. Actually, that was one of the questions that I asked Christy. Early. I was like, "Is he?" And she said, "No." And I said, "Oh, okay." I, I didn't offend you.
2: <laughs> you. don't want to see this naked, <laughs> anyways. <laughs> um, yeah. So you know, but I, I, I love you know, I love her so much that she's. She's so, such a bubbly person, and so I said – she came up to me and asked me about this aspect. In the beginning, it was like, oh, interesting, like, mm-hmm. uh, that she wanted to get in the webcam for money. We were, we were really hurting. 08, 09, you know, the whole economy crash really affected us huge. And so mm-hmm. we moved to San Diego in 2011, and that was where literally our parents were paying for our rent. <laughs> That's how bad it was. And so we were. It was so so bad. So she said, "Hey, I'm gonna do this," and I'm like, "Okay." Like, um, it was it was it was an interesting ride. Let's just say that uh, a lot of ups and downs. But definitely, gotta say this the industry has definitely made her so much more stronger.
1: Yeah, yes. yeah. You, you, Christy, you've been through a lot. And I mean, I didn't know any of this before. You know, I just thought, "Hold oh, on, stop, stop." I'm like, i really want you, <laughs> on." And and I and I love that I can give like there's a lot of podcasts that are out there and you know they they want to talk about different things that are going on and trauma and and yeah okay trauma happens but I I want to know like what happens after how do you get out of that trauma like I focus on all the the positive things and the things that you can attain after yes. and it's 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 amazing so Stephen um so you are both. Pastors, is that your official title?
2: Yeah, you know it's interesting because I <laughs> official, yes. official title, yes. But the word pastor is never actually in the Bible. <laughs> That's a whole different subject, though. But yes, we are the pastors of the church.
1: And so, tell us a little bit about your church. It's it's online, it's in person. It's
2: we 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 do have a small group online, but in per, oh, sorry, a group, small group in person. About twelve folks. Anyone's welcome to come in San Diego, but we're in San Diego. Uh, but online, we'll have anywhere between four to seven thousand weekly attendance online. Oh wow, that's yeah.
1: that's a lot.
2: It is. That it is. is. So come join us.
1: <laughs> do you know what? Am I? I'm gonna. I'm gonna come online to one of your next um, online sessions. When do you do it?
2: Uh, Sunday evenings.
1: Sunday evenings. Yes. What time?
2: At seven PM,
1: seven PM West Coast time because you're in San Diego.
2: Correct. Yes, San Diego, yeah. San
1: Diego And then is it on your YouTube channel? Is that? Oh,
2: absolutely. Yes, we have a, we have a online uh, on YouTube as well. Yes.
1: Okay, great. I'm I'm gonna come. So I I I am. I w- I want to come.
2: <laughs> yeah, maybe maybe we'll have you come and preach one day.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm. Mine's a different kind of preaching, but you know, I've got to say this: a lot of the things that I say, like I, I like to touch, like before this video, like th- this is a podcast, this is your episode, but before this video goes on, I actually do like a little audio, so I'll talk about stuff. So I'll pick like little subjects, so they're kind of standalone subjects, and that actually um, could be applicable to life with or without faith yeah. because it's it's and it, I I feel that I am called again to share things mm. and but I hear a lot of things because I listen to good people and I yeah. hear a lot of things and I think they have a lot of good things to to say and I love d- different pieces of the messages I I want to share them for
2: sure and,
1: and like yeah maybe i will one day
2: yeah come
1: on out <laughs> i look back i have all my notes from it i'll be like okay what subject might they want to listen to <laughs> <laughs> this is an open invite for a porn star to go to your church and i'm just like it's it's not going to be nervous because they're not are they going to know that i'm a porn star does it matter it won't matter, does no, it
2: matter? Our, our people are so non-judgmental Uh, I'm very good friends with uh, a lady Forbes rally. She's the QVC $2.5 billion woman. She said to me, you're going to have a Jew atheist come and preach. That's like share positivity. And I'll say the prayer at the very end. You come and share. So, you know, we have, it's, it's a very, the biggest thing is this, is that our goal in our church, here's our mission statement to help people discover their purpose, live in power and live out their God-given potential, purpose, power, potential. So as long as you can come in and help us find our purpose, live in power, and live out our God-given potential, let's go.
1: I, I love it. I love it. And it's it's so it, it, going back to that sex and God, like mm-hmm. sex and God. Like I'm saying it. I'm saying it right now. No big deal. But for some people, saying sex and God in the same sentence, that is. That is not okay, you know. But you know, how the people that are listening, how does God and sex fit together?
2: I believe God created sex, and it's it was His intent, and so we we as humans have just made it such a a taboo thing. Uh, technically, it's, it's a Western thing, you know. It's more a Western thing. In in Asian cultures, it's a normal thing over there. Is over here in America it's like, oh, that's completely legal. But over there it's kind of like it's part of relaxation. So it's like it's that's so, interesting. So keep it in mind is that here in the western world, we're the ones who've made sex such a a taboo thing in the western world, where in other cultures just like it's just part of life as much as it is part of eating. But here yeah. in the western world, it we've made it such a big taboo thing. And so, yeah
1: and people should know it's, it's not taboo. It, you know, I, I guess there are some strict upbringings, whether it's religious or just strict in general or just very regimented that are saying like parents or people that are bringing you up are saying to you, you know, sex is taboo and you know, it's you certain self, um, bring yourself to the, you know, a, 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 be intimate with yourself. And, you know, certain religions, you know, it, it's sex for creation only. It's not sex for personal pleasure. So what can we say to those people that are listening right now? You
2: well, know, you only have one life. Why not enjoy it? And sex is part of that, right? Is we all have our cravings. Our, our, we all have our, uh, I, I, I professionally, like I said, I, am a hypnotherapist by, uh, my, by my profession. And so there are certain chemicals in our brain that we need to release those specific happy hormones. You know what I mean? The endorph the dopamine, the serotonin, mm-hmm. the endorphin. So the four different chemicals we have to release that in our brains for us to survive. And so sex is part of the chemical hormones in our brain that we need to be happy to live a, live life. So. Yeah. so- Understand it's just part of it's part of our nature. If God or whatever it is you call God didn't want us to have this craving, then why did He create it? Why did He put it as part of our being? If we whatever belief you have, if we are created by the Almighty, whoever Almighty is for you,
0: mm-hmm.
2: why did He give us this craving and need and not let us have it? So mm-hmm. does that mean this is like so, so for me? It's just like Oh, you have this craving, but you can't have it. That's just torture. This is not hell. This is earth. You know?
1: It's like we're sitting here now, me and you, Christy, it's like we help people. And, you know, in, in terms of we provide, we provide a service, really. You know, yes. a lot of yes. fans, male, female fans, they come to us and we help them. And Yes. Like... Christy, has any fans ever come to you and said, you know, like, I feel guilty. I feel guilty for for this sexual experience. Have any fans ever said that to you?
0: Oh, yeah. I get them all the time. I just, you know, we preach that, well, one, guilt is not from, from God. God, you know, can bring conviction and correction, but guilt is not of God. Um... And we, uh, I always ta- we always preach about. Well, that is between you and God. So if you feel that, you know, you go to go to whoever God you believe and ask for healing or ask for. I don't know, Stephen, you are better explaining this. <laughs>
2: yeah, it, it, it's, it's the thing is this is that sex, right, is the aspect of guilt because it's bad, right? That we're talking about bad. But if you think about it, a knife, a knife, it can be both bad, stab someone, kill someone, or good, have have the knife be used for open-heart surgery and save a life, mm-hmm. right? Or can cut up vegetables and, and the meat, That's right? And so it's the aspect of a knife is just a knife. It's not good or bad. It's the aspect of it's just a knife. Sex is just sex. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have to be... If you go and have, you know... On consensual sex, okay, that is bad. Let's well, just, yeah. everyone agrees. But if yeah. it's consensual, it's legal, it's legal. pleasurable, it's loving, it's passionate. You know, this is I'm saying. It's like everyone is getting their fulfillment, right? Mm-hmm. What, what, is, what is sex? Sex is, if it's one sided, that's selfish, that's wrong. If it's both receiving pleasure, we're both serving each other. Mm-hmm. Right? multiple people, where multiple people are serving, and we're all serving one another. If it's only one-sided, then OK, that's that's wrong. That's abuse. But in, in hindsight, sex is just sex. A knife mm-hmm. is just a knife. It's our intent and our heart and our character and who we are. So are there people who abuse a knife? Absolutely. Yeah. Are there people who, who don't use sex for the proper reason? Absolutely. But in the sense here that we're talking about, Sex is neither good nor bad. It's yeah. good because it, it, it it's, it's a fulfilled a need, and as long as everyone's consensual, we're all serving one another.
1: Yeah, exactly. I, I mean, it's why it's like why are there some sectors of religion, and we're not just talking Christianity. You know, we we are Christians that are sitting here right now, but people of all faiths and people of non faiths are also listening. But you know, why is it that? religion, why, why do they really want to suppress that sexual desire? Why? Like, why do they do it?
2: Again, I, I believe it's a Western thing. Um I believe it's more of the aspect of, you know, it It, 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 it really comes down to it is, is it's an intimacy aspect, right? Into me, you see. So it's the aspect of seeing right through the person and you're having sex, you're fully naked, having no holds bar, giving one to another. And so it's one of those things where it's like I believe that people and and culture in general are very fearful of being seen who they really are. So it's an authentic issue. And religion, unfortunately, traditional religion, it's very two faced. Here's my facade and not gonna show the church who I really am, I'm not going to share my Fellow religious people, who I am, my family and I are perfect. We we pray every day. We're, but then when they close the door and they go home, they're all yelling at each other, hating each other. So mm-hmm. I, religion in general is just a big facade for a lot of people, and that's the reason why they put up this front, right? Mm-hmm. It's funny. it's so funny because it's like so many of these churches uh, are are saying, oh, anti-sex, I only have sex with marriage, and da 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 don't at all, you know, making it such a taboo thing. But in reality, a lot of these preachers, I've been on the podcast, and I asked them, let me ask you this question, how often do you watch porn? And they like what? This is not, that's not the question. Here. No, 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 I want to know how often do you watch porn? How often yeah. do you debate? And they don't want to answer that. But yet they want to bring me and Christy on their podcast talking about our sin, but not face their own. And because mm-hmm. it's a big thought. And so I'll call, I'll call out podcasters or preachers who want to have us on and talk about this stuff. And in reality, they're probably the ones who are the worst at that because they're keeping it such a, a secret.
1: Do, do you know what? I, I, have, a, I have a publicity company, um, Star Factory PR, and we've represented many different talents and companies, you know, over the years. And at one time, we had a girl, and she's called Lea Alexis, and she's still around in the industry. Lovely, lovely, lovely girl that she is. And she did a lot of hard scenes, and, you know, she she did stuff for Kink. Dot com And if anyone have seen any of that, it's it's really hard BDSM and something came out, you know, and piracy was kind of getting going and someone and there was a lot of torrented sites and someone or some company or somewhere they did. They did this like check and they said, oh, well, the Vatican and um, these are the 10 most downloaded movies by the Vatican. So the Vatican is the pope. Yeah. The, you know, the heart of the Catholic religion, ah, yeah, yeah. and the people that are within the Vatican are like employees of, you know, the the Pope basically, and um, you know, it was different movies. It was Hollywood movies, and you know, thou shall not steal, downloading them, not paying for them. Okay, Gets to like it was like number five, Leo Lexis and Chrissy Lynn whipped ass. <laughs> kink.com wow. we were
2: like, Whoa. oh my gosh
1: and it's it's really extreme it's very very extreme and so these people these holier than thou being sitting there in the vatican you know we, we you know we don't steal you know we're the the whatever their celibacy
2: right
1: are, like they, they know what they are But I don't think it should cover them sitting in the Vatican on Vatican's internet, downloading porn movies, like really extreme. And it went viral. It it was oh my gosh!
2: And that's the reason why we created this church, right? This church that we have—it's a Christian church online, online community—is that we want to create a place of non-hypocrisy and saying, Mm -hmm. "Look, here is who I am. Here is who she is. We love each other. We love you, and let's just let's just find faith, hope, and love together." Without mm-hmm. the judgment, without the condemnation, without the, you know, there's a friend of ours here in San Diego. He was pastoring a church for over 30 years, grew to mm-hmm. 7,000 members, and one slip up, had a sleeping with a secretary, automatically done. Oh. Everything that he built was done. And it's like, does it discount his ability to lead, his, his love for people? No. He got horny. But then because of that, he got disqualified. I don't get that. That just doesn't make mm-hmm. sense. You know, it's a human, and so as long as we can be up front with each other, just be authentic of who you are. And so, yeah.
1: Yeah, and I mean it's not the first time that someone um, that's running a church has gone and either been on the side, you know, and I'm, I'm going to bring it up because like probably a lot of people don't talk about it, you know, coming from England and the UK and Ireland is this very big influence of Ireland and Island is, you know, I, I went round Ireland with a camper van and I made a, a movie, The Tanya Tate Sex Tour of Ireland, and it was kind of really liberating for the people of Ireland, for some of the people in Ireland, for me to go around and now suddenly they could talk about sex, it's like, Tanya oh, Tate and sex and these guys. And it, it, was, it was front page of the newspaper. Like, it was shocking. I would come around wow. and I was, like, enticing all these guys to come and romp with me. Well, actually, you had there was an application process and, you know, there was a backwards and forwards communication. And on the day, you had to turn up of your own accord. You didn't get kidnapped. You turned up, you know, here's the location. Then we go. Then you sign the forms. And, and it, you know, there's a lot of process. But I was that harlot woman that came around Ireland. And it, because it's a very religious country. Yeah. Um, but it, but I love that I could liberate some of the people and be like you know what let's talk about let's talk about sex because Tanya Tate was was going around and it's it's interesting and but at the same time you know there's a big I I don't know what it's like for the US because you you know I I didn't grow up here but in the UK and in Ireland it's documented mm-hmm. so th- this is documented that you know a priest would do something very untoward very illegal you know, involving sexual, involving children, right? Mm. And they will be moved to a completely different parish. Wow. And it's, it, it's, wow. it's, it's taken like years and, you know, there's a lot of compensation claims going in and there's apologies and it, it's, it there's documented stuff. But this is, if you can read it, you know, BBC w- website, you know, Trusted okay. News. And it's, to, so the priests and the people that they, some of them are so contained mm. and yet here they are doing very extreme, very stressful, very disgusting things with people that don't really have a say. People, mm. you know, someone younger, what you say, the priest says, you know, many years ago, whatever the priest said, the priest said. Yeah. And it's 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 very shocking, but I, I I just needed to get those points out there because people that are listening, people are not holier than thou,
2: right, We're all right.
1: You you know, there's a lot of expectations in religion that people are man and wife and performing duties, and it's you know this is the way that it is. Well. You know, what about people that have unconventional relationships? What about people in, like, the LGBT community? Like, how... Like, I'm sitting here now. I've got two pastors in front of me. What does God think about people in the LGBT community?
2: Okay. We were having lunch with someone yesterday in that community and asking us about this whole thing of, how can I justify my faith with being gay? You know, she's she's a lesbian. You know, it's interesting. I'm speaking from the Christian Bible. When Jesus heals the the Roman centurion's servant, the scripture that says, the the Roman soldier tells Jesus, just say the word and my servant shall be healed. And then Jesus prays the Roman soldier in front of the disciples. Look at this man of, of great faith. It is done. He's healed. And that very moment, he got healed. That actually, if you look at historically, the Roman centurion man who had the servant was a gay lover boy. Mm-hmm. Jesus never mentioned anything about their homosexual relationship. Mm-hmm. He was a gay lover boy of that Roman shoulder. Never out of Jesus' mouth talks about homosexuality.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And so actually the words homosexuality or any of those aspects is not in the original Greek Aramaic in the Bible. We as Western culture, or at least I think it was it was it was uh, uh, yeah it was was, when we printed the Bible, we miss we miscalculated some words. So that the word love, there are five different words for love, right? And so homosexuality was not in the original wording in the original Bible. So what does God think about homosexuality? I I believe God is just. You know, there's this whole there's this whole aspect of people saying like, oh, you know, um god, god doesn't uh God doesn't uh like gays because I mean well, I don't know what the arguments are really. They're talking about like the old testament stuff, whatever else. But again, like I said, it's the aspect of Jesus healing the Saturn Man and whenever Paul references homosexuality in the in the New Testament, Paul references homosexuality along with gluttony. Um, drunkenness and all those stuff, whatever he mentions, all of that in Romans chapter four, he also he then says at the very end of it, but thanks be to God for Jesus Christ, for even though all those negative sins, they are sins, they, he calls them sins, whatever else, he goes, Jesus forgave us all. We are we're all under Christ. and so uh, in, in you know what we preach here is that the Bible says when God looks at Christie when God looks at Christie, He doesn't look at Christie, He sees Jesus. And that's that's what we preach. And that's what the Bible mm-hmm. says. That's what we, we firmly believe. So we believe that you know what? Even if, say, for example, Christy is no longer doing porn, guess what? She's still human. She's still yeah. gonna have sin. She's still gonna have whatever flaws that not everyone agrees with, whatever it is. No matter what, we're all going to have disagreements because we all have our own lives. We all have our own flaws. No one's perfect. And God knows we're not perfect. That's what mm-hmm. I want to say. It's called grace. And so I want to for all your listeners out there, I want to say is give yourself permission to have grace on yourself and grace for others. It's funny because the most judgmental people out there are the ones who are the most sinful? They're just hiding their own shame, and yeah. so you know I, I'm 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 a, I'm am a, a hypnotherapist, so I, I know the psychology of it is that people who have so much like anti-gay, I yeah. think they know their own little homosexuality themselves.
1: <laughs> well, we we've seen that haven't we before with like politicians when they're like so anti 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 and suddenly the stories in the news of them with a guy, yeah. <laughs> a male politician with a guy, and you're like. Oh, that's why you were so anti about it, because you were trying to hide your (laughs) secret.
2: Absolutely. And we see it all the time. So let's have grace for ourselves and have grace for each other.
1: Yeah. And, you know, we are all loved by God, by Jesus, by the universe, by whatever creator that you believe in. Mm
2: -hmm. We are
1: all loved by them unconditionally. Yes. Like, that is such a, a big statement, you know. Yes. I, you know, you're sitting here now, I you are saying, what does God see when He looks at Christie? He sees Jesus, but I also see a big heart, like I oh. see the love as well, you know. And, and I know that's your name, and I am not playing on your name. I see love, and I and I think that's what other people should look at when they when they look at different people. Doesn't matter what religion, what politics you know politic beliefs whatever personal beliefs that they have what they do for a job you know their sexual preferences they should look at that person and see them for being a human for being a good human and if they're not a good human in their eyes well maybe it's just their opinion you know Mm. we're all on a journey absolutely absolutely Is is. Is there anything that, like, is there any one message that you really, that we've said a lot of messages, but there's, is there any one message that you, you want to end it with to, to let everyone really know about religion and God?
2: You know, I can speak for our question of faith. is the aspect of God sent Jesus to die on the cross because he knows you're going to mess up. And he knows that we all have flaws. He knows that we're never going to be perfect. So just have grace over yourself and understand that we're humans and that we're not gods and we're not trying to be perfect. So stop trying. <laughs> Embrace your flaws. Embrace who you are. And here's the thing, one more thing really quick, is that as, a, as you know, a hypnotherapist, all of our actions and our habits are all based on our past experiences. So Christy, is, she's, she's reacting to what she's experienced with her molestation and rapes. And whatever else, you know, and every, so everyone has their action based on the reaction of something to happen. So mm-hmm. you are in, uh, uh, you and I are are doing our stuff that we're doing based on how we were brought up, how we we're brought up. And mm-hmm. so understand that it's not your fault. So have grace on yourself. So the message is have grace on yourself. And as you have grace on yourself, you have grace for other people. Yeah, I,
1: I love yeah. that. I love that. Is there oh, yes. anything that you want to add, Christy?
0: Yes. So nothing that you do, your past, present, or future will change the love that God has for you. So that's my biggest message is that God's love is unconditional. It's there's no condition to it. And so I hope that people are blessed by that and know that they are loved. Thank
1: you. That's a perfect, perfect ending. And tell everybody where they can find you online and especially where they can find the church on a 7 p.m. on a Sunday night, West Coast time. Yes. Yeah.
2: Our website is livingfaithsd.com or look us up, Living Faith Church um, on YouTube.
0: And then for my links is go to TV. That's my link tree and you can find all the links there.
1: Perfect. Thank you so much. And just be, just before we go, I just want to give a little shout out because I did ask on my Patreon if anyone had any questions and Nicola, Nicola did have a question, but you answered it right at the very beginning. She wanted to know if anybody attending your church had seen you, you know, online, um, like many, many people have, and many, many people enjoy watching you online. And so I, I,
0: Yeah, we actually have um, regulars that come to our church every Sunday that are fans. Yeah, and then I host a prayer meeting on Mondays. And I have regulars that come in and we just pray every Monday to start off the week, just 10 minutes. So definitely we have fans and it's really cool to see them feel liberated where this is a church that they feel like I could be me (laughs) and still love Mm -hmm. Jesus.
1: Yeah exactly we are all loved we are all loved and let's just go and do the things that we enjoy in the intimacy of our own home without feeling sin or shame yes blessings to you all thank you so much guys it's been amazing having you
2: thanks for having us
1: yes thank you thank you This is Tanya Tate. Skinfluencer Success. Thank you all for joining me on Tiny Tate Presents Skinfluencer Success Podcast. We are not filled for guilt. It can have a detrimental effect on our souls, personalities, and health. Guilt can steal joy, hinder productivity. Harm your relationships and interrupt peace. Don't waste your life on regrets and guilt. Life's too short. Choose forgiveness and love. And the joy and prosperity will follow. Do you have a story to share about how any of my podcast episodes have inspired you to be a better person? Who do you want as my next guest? What questions or advice do you want me or the guest to answer? I invite you to share your feedback. You can leave feedback or questions using the hashtag AskTanyaTate. You can comment on Twitter at TanyaTate, Patreon at TanyaTate, TikTok and YouTube at Tube, and Instagram at TanyaTateCreate. You can also leave a voice note on my SpeakPipe, speakpipe.com slash TanyaTate, and you might get featured on a future episode. So let's listen to my favorite SpeakPipe voice notes of this episode hiya tanya i just want to say i love your podcast i love every guest that you've got on they're very informative and very funny at times keep going keep them coming love you you're doing brilliant love your naughty nick bye well my naughty nick thank you so much for listening to the podcast i love it it's like i invite feedback and that's exactly what i got you are amazing. Every single one of you that listens to this, you are amazing. And thank you. I just love hearing how much you enjoy it. And the comedy moments, great. <laughs> I'll throw them in as well. Let's listen to another message. Hello,
0: Tanya Tita. How are you? I am your big fan. Can you reply me, please? Can I talk to you in a voice call? So you reply me please. I am writing your reply.
1: Well, that was a message for Tanya Titty, Titty, Tate, Tate. We got it right. And he wants a reply. He's a big fan. Well, here's your reply. Hi. Hi, big fan. But you know, if there are other ways that you can talk to me, if you do want to talk to me one-on-one, I do that on my Sex Panther and on my OnlyFans. So sliding in over there and we can get to talk some more. And if you did hear your voice note being aired today, let me know your mail and name and address. So I'll be sending you a thank you photo for your show of appreciation for leaving me a speak pop voice note. And if you are listening to the podcast on Apple, Amazon, Audible and are inspired by any of the words, please be sure to leave me a written review and give me five stars. And you can also leave a five-star rating on Spotify. Thank you so much. I appreciate all of you. I love hearing what you think about the show. And of course, if you do want to call me, video chat with me, you can do that on my premium social media platforms, Sexpanther.com slash Tanya Tate or onlyfans.com slash tinytate and we can get to chat one on one over there follow me on twitter and patreon at tinytate tiktok and youtube at tinytate tube and instagram at tinytate create and you can see all of my official links including my premium social media on my Linktree. just search Linktree and my name tinytate all one word and remember if you don't see on my Linktree, it's not me the skinfluencer success podcast is available on all the major podcast platforms Watch it first on Patreon.com slash Tanya Tate and it's then released later on OnlyFans and YouTube. Patreon members also get to see me exclusively reveal in advance this week's episode, guests and be treated to exclusive clips that don't make the final cut of the video. Join my highest level to get shoutouts and this episode's shoutout of appreciation for being a top level tier member goes to Cola69 and Nicola Ward. Thank you for your support and you too can get a shout out by supporting this podcast by signing up on my Patreon. This is Tanya Tate. You've been listening to the Skinfluence of Success. Choose forgiveness and love over guilt and joy and prosperity will follow. Now get out there and go build your bank. (music)